today's daf is daf pei dalad 84a, which is really tomorrow's daf. Today is erev shvuas, hey sivan, May 28th, the first, last and final 49th day of the Omer. And uh, we are here in the virtual Hollywood people. And we are learning Daf Yaimi, the initials of Yitzhak Sivan, Reb Chaim Yosef, and Hashem should have an Aliyah. And we should be on track once we finish this Daf today. Josh will do Matzah Shabbos, will be Daf Hey. And then we will be back on schedule. Now, these Mishnayas are so far away in this parak. We will eventually come to a Mishnah that's relevant to Shabbos. But till that point, we are still sidetracked with uh, and other halachas which are not yet relevant to Shabbos. The top line, uh, really, it starts the last two words of Pei Gimla with Beis of 83b. Amar Rava Ulechananya. The Gemara continues our discussion of the laws of Tomatai. According to the following opinion of Hananya, Hananya held that a, we said in the Mishnah, our Mishnah previously said that a boat which is in the water is tahar, does not become tame, and we learn out of a pasik, and we said if it's in the water, it cannot become, uh, it's not considered like it's makabal tama, it's not considered a vessel. It's like the, it's like the water, like the ocean, can't become tame. But what about a boat on dry land? Says Hananya, tiltal al shvarim, if while they're transporting the boat, by pulling it, uh, you know, the oxen are carrying the boat. Shemei tilto. Is that called, does that make it now something which is being carried and therefore will be subject to the, um, subject to the laws of Tumat Tahira? Or do we say, uh, or do we say, no, it's still a boat, even when it's out of the water? No, you can take the boat out of the water, but you can't take the water out of the boat. You can't take the Tomatahira status out. Says the Gemara, let's see. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Shalash Agalais, hey, there's three types of wagons. Asuya Kikadidra, one is made like a chair, like a chariot or chariot. Tamea Madras can meet, Tamea Madras. So if somebody is tame and they go on that chair, they tread on it, they do anything, walk over it, etc. The tuma goes onto that wagon. Kemita, if it's a type of wagon that you lie down on it, like a bed, tamea tame mace, then it only becomes tame. Uh, um, it, it, it only becomes tame if it's uh, from a from uh, mace from a dead body being put there. Shalavanim, uh, if it's if it's made out of stone. So Rashi explains that if this if the wagon if the if the chassis I guess was made out of stone, so then uh, so then the the middle. Okay, um, the middle it, it would be I guess it would be too heavy. So 
I think they used to make like a netting. The middle of the wagon was really more like a net, uh, but it would hold large stones and it had to have a very strong chassis. So the wagon was made out of stones. It doesn't become Tameh. Says the Gemara, but if the holes are small enough that it can hold large fruit, such as pomegranates, then then it becomes like a regular wagon or a middle middle status wagon for tumatire purposes. So we see that it's possible, um, according to this Mishnah so far, uh, it's possible for large wagons to be Tame or Tahar. And we furthermore learned in the continuation of the mission over there in Kalim, says the Gemara, Shalish Teva saying there's three types of wagons, Teva, uh, three types of boxes, Teva Shapaska Mitzida, a box that's open from its side, Tmeya Medrash is, becomes Tame by just treading on it. And something, somebody who's Tame goes on it, it becomes Tame. No mala, if the only way you fill it in is from the top, um, then tamea mace. So that seems like that's less functionality, and therefore it's only susceptible to the granddaddy of Toma of putting a body there. But if it's a um, if it's a very large one uh, that you don't usually move around and uh, it has some sort of window, some sort of opening into the box. Like, I guess, uh, you know, that you wouldn't normally move it. So then it becomes, uh, it doesn't become tame. We consider it, uh, we consider it like, not just like another vessel, but we consider it to be, uh, I guess, like anchored as part of the ground. Um, so we see over there that it's possible if you have a large boat, um, if you have a large boat, it could still, uh, it, it seems like it, it depends, it could still, if it's movable, it would become Tame if it was on the land. It was so large that it's not movable, so then it would, should be like a large box. Gemara continues on in analyzing statements with regards to large vessels and Tuma and Tahira, the laws of purity. This is like a little bit of a, a puzzle, a little bit of a riddle over here, a little bit of a cryptic statement coming out of, a um, little bit of a cryptic statement coming out of this Mishnah, we'll have to analyze it. The Tumma of Medrus, which is uh, from walking, treading, going on top of something, of Klicheres, Tahar. There's no Tumma. That's the first opinion. Rabbi Yisrael and Rabbi randomly throws out there even the boat. So this is a puzzling statement. My Ka'ama, what on earth are we saying here? I'll interpret it this way. Medrus klicheres tar. Klicheres does not become tame from being from a zav, from somebody who's impure going on it. Umagoi tame, but if they 
touch it, not, not just, if they touch it, it becomes tame. So they have to actually move it, push it, something like that. Uh, and if you have a boat that's made out of uh, ceramic, then it becomes and that's according to the first opinion that it could be a boat as well, not like our Mishnah, could become Tame if it's in the right place. Rabbi says, no, our Tana meant to say that it's Tahar under any circumstances. And Rabbi agrees with that opinion. Papa. So now, what, according to Rav Zvid's explanation, Rav Papa asked the following question. My Af, Sfina, what's Rabbi Yassi saying? Also a boat. Tanakama in this mission was not talking about a boat. Uh, why is Rabbi Yassi saying also a boat? Alama of Papa's or Papa wanted to give it a different interpretation. A an earthenware vessel, if it's just passed over or sat on by a Zav, by somebody who's Tame, it stays Tahar, it stays pure. If they move it, if they touch it, it becomes Tame. They shall eat something made out of wood, Bain Madrasi, Bain Magai Tame will become Tameh even if they just tread upon it. And these smaller boats that they used to use in the Jordan River, so it is, it, according to this Tanakama, it would be Tahar. Rabbi said, no, remember that first statement on the top of the Ahmed here on page Dalad Ahmed Aleph, 84a, that remember what we started off with, that Hananya said that if the boat is not in the water, you can you can take the boat out of the water and you can take the water out of the boat, so to speak, and it becomes Tame. And Rebesi agreed with Hananya. Says the Gemara, let's see what's the source to say that something made out of an earthenware vessel should be, uh, it should be uh, Tahar, from if a zav goes on top of it, but not if a mace goes in it. The person who will touch, a person who's tame, what he, the mattress that he will touch, that he lies upon, we have a hackers between the person and their mattress. Just like a person who's tame goes into the mikvah, immerses in the mikvah and becomes tahar. So today, mattress becomes tar in the mikvah. The very Bishmal taught us, the very Bishmal learned it out of not from a Zav, but from a Nida, from a woman. Just like a woman goes into the mikvah and becomes tar. So to our mattress becomes tar in the mikvah. Which comes to exclude something which you don't use as a mattress, such as a, a pottery, you don't use it as a mattress. Less the tire of a mikvah, therefore, you wouldn't say that it could become tar by dipping into the mikvah. Masif Rabbi Law, Rabbi Law was not happy. Masif Rabbi Law, Rabbi Law asked, Where do you know? about a, a, a mat that's made out of reeds. I guess some people would use it for schach, and they used to use it then, not just for schach, but they used to use them to 
transport uh, dead bodies, Mason. So uh, where do you know that, so this is just, uh, the reason why we're able to use it for schach is because it's not a keli, it's not a makabal toma. So, how, so that, but if you used it to put a body on, it seems like um, Rabbi Law said, what's the halacha, what's, what's the status? And the Gemara said, on the top of pay dollar, I'm at Bidinu, says the Gemara, it's a Kalva Chaymer. Uma, Pachin Kitanim, Shetahirim Bazav, Tmeim Bemez, small vessels which a person cannot stick their finger in become Tame, sorry, Tahirim Bazav, Tmeim Bemez, they do not become Tame from a Zav, from somebody's Tame, putting their finger there holding it, touching it, but if it's in the same room as a dead body, it will become Tameh. Mappet, Shetameh Bezav, the mattress, which does become Tameh from a Zav sleeping on it, and Edinche Tameh Bemeh, as we learned in the Pasuk earlier, and Edinche Tameh, so Kal it becomes Tameh if it's in the same room, as if, if you put a body on top of it. it says the Gemara, Va'amai, what's your Kavachaymer, ha'lesli tahir b'mikvah, how could you tell me that you want to learn out the, the mattress of reeds, which is pshute kliyeis, cannot become tar in the mikvah, uh, cannot become tar in the mikvah as the pasuk, as it's pshute uh, kliyeis, uh, it's not a real keli. So then why should it become tame? So the Gemara gave an answer from of Hanina, that at the end of the day, if uh, at the end of the day, since there are types of wooden vessels that could become tame and become tar in the mikvah, if it's a real proper vessel, therefore this mat made out of reeds as well should become tame and could be matar uh, in the mikvah. Amalei, so uh, this is uh, Rav, Rabbi Law responded to Rav Hanina, Rachmana Lutzlan Mehaidaita. This is heaven forbid that we should follow such an opinion. It says the Gemara, Adonaba, Rav Hanina responded back, Rachmana Lutzlan Mehaidaita Didach. Heaven should save us from. From your type, your way of thinking, this is quite the dispute. Um, and I think there's a lesson here also. On the last day of Svira, even though there was a Svira Sa'imah, came about because the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva were dying. But at the end of the day, we do find that the Talmidim who disagree greatly and could sound very sharp, but yet it's not considered as if they weren't uh, respectful of one another. So perhaps that's what the Gemara Dafke is giving us an example as we conclude Sphere Saiba. That uh, they still use very sharp language as they, they when they made a statement in the Gemara, they fear, believed very fiercely that they were correct. It says the Gemara of a time of my what's the what's the reason why it should be tar? Trey cry, uh, because we have two psukim over here. Trey cry, it says two psukim. 
person who will touch a person who's tame that will touch the mattress they lay on. And it says, all the mattresses that you shall lie on shall become tame. So, on the one hand, um, it says you need to become, it needs to be, to be, it needs to be uh, immersed in the mikvah. But at the same time, it also says that uh, that only if he lied on it, only if he slept on it. Okay, it's ideas for me. I forgot the last tire of a mikvah. In the me, um, how Kate's sorry, says more how Kate's How do you reconcile the two pesukim? One pasuk says, um. That it's only tummy through uh, lying lying on it, um, and only if it can be put in a mikvah. Okay, it said yesh b'mina. I forgot the last day to hire a mikvah. Ain b'mina makish mishkabei light. So the Gemara wanted to say that we that we can uh, learn out from these two psukim by the fact that. Uh, learn out from these two psukim that the that by the fact that you um, you have something in that of that type which could be uh, which could be made tar in a mikvah. So that, that's that's what you would use the hackish for. Um, so we still didn't. We still didn't uh, resolve completely an understanding over here with this uh, mattress of Kanan, this uh, mat- mattress, this uh, mattress of reeds. Says the Gemara. Um, again, so we have one pasuk that says that it needs to be a proper vessel, not just a, a mat of reeds. And one Pasuk says that it, it, uh, that, that it could become Tame, even if it can't become Tar. So it must be that uh, if types of Kalim, which are made out of wooden wood, such as this mattress, so if there are, since we can make other vessels out of wood, therefore, this should also be able to become tame, but it can only become tar if it's a proper vessel, which this is not. This is just a mat. Rabba Amar, Rabba said, I'll give you another answer. Rabba Amar, Medrus Klicheres Tahar Mehacha. Rabba said, let's learn out from, let's out from, uh, Let's learn out from a different place. From where do we see that? Uh, where do we see that we can learn out? Uh, where, what would be the source to teach us that an earthenware vessel should be tar if you just went on it and didn't move it? Says the Gemara. We have a pasuk. Where's the pasuk? The Bach over here by the Aleph seems to say the Kol Kli. It's a pasuk in Bamidbar. 
that the type of vessel which becomes uh, the, the type of vessel that is not sealed becomes tame. If there's no seal to it, but if it was a fully sealed earthenware vessel, then uh, even if the room where it's found in is tame, it stays uh, tahar. So the Gemara says that uh, doesn't that seem to teach us that even though um, it's it's a it's a keli which is miyuchet to become tame, it's a keli which you would have designated to make it uh, tame. And the chiddush of the pasuk is that since this earthenware vessel has a seal to it, even though it's it's set up to become tamei, still it remains tahar, and it you and you don't because of its seal. So we see clearly that uh, a vessel which is open, which is made out of cheres, which is made out of pottery, even though it can't uh, it, it can become uh, tamei. But if it was sealed, then it is not a problem. Now we start a new Mishnah, completely new topic. Um, I don't know, completely new topic, but it's also not Hilchas Shabbos. Says the Mishnah, Pedal Ramad Beis, about seven or eight lines from the bottom. Now we really got lucky with this short, uh, this short blot. Um, okay, Ninaila Ruga Shisha How do you know that if you have a uh, patch like a gardening patch that's six tvachim by six tvachim? So that's uh, on the smaller size. If you think about it, right? You have a very six six tvachim. By six tvachim, so it's an ama by an ama. So the most of is two feet by two feet. That you can plant in it five different seeds. Now, when we say five different seeds, we mean um, five different types. And if uh, five different types, and we're not worried that it's considered a mix, a forbidden mixture. Uh, if you, it's a, I think Rashi tries to give a picture. Well, let's see. So you, how would you do it? Uh, that you would plant it at five different types. Where do we know that? You would plant four on all four sides and one in the middle. So how would you allow to be? Imagine you have a space, an ama by an ama, right? It's six, it's all together. It's, uh, it's all together, uh, six tfachim, and you want to plant five different species, and it shouldn't become mixed up, a forbidden tarubas. So you would have to do, like Rashi's picture, one species to each side of this box, and one in the middle, and this way they wouldn't, so they wouldn't get mixed to each other. In the corners, I think that's what it is. You have to plant, 
tended to box. We have a box here, which is uh, six tvachim by six tvachim. So in each one of the four corners goes a different species and one in the middle. And I think that the, that's going to basically give you enough distance that nothing will be, uh, nothing will mix up. Shnemar says, says the Gemara, we have a source for this. Ki ka'eretz taitzi smecha u'kigina zroyeha tatzmiach zar l'neimer el zroyeha. The land which uh, produces growth and like a garden which is planted shall grow. So it doesn't say zara, it's one species shall grow, but rather it says it's multiple species. So we see that uh, you can have in one small area, minimum area that you would deign to call a garden, you can uh, grow more than one. And the Gemara is going to have to explain how we know that you can grow so many. So here we go. Says the Gemara, my mashma. Where did you get five species in one box from this pasuk? All it says is multiple. Amr of Yehuda, you have to look, you have to do a little bit of math over here. Says Rabbi Yehuda, because it teaches us like this. Ki, ki that's three words so far. Smecha, growth is fourth. Taitzi, Five is five. Chad smecha, one growing. Chad harei. Sorry. Taitzi chad. It says one time that it shall produce. Chad smecha. Taitzi chad smecha chad. Harei trait. That's already two. Zrayeha, we said, is its seeds. So seed plus its seeds is another two. Is tray. Zrayeha tray. Ha'arba, so we're up to four. Hatzmiach shall grow. Chad says one time. Ha'chamesha. So it says five different words all expressing growth in this beautiful Pasuk in Yeshaya to tell you five different types of growth can all be inside this... uh, can all be inside this um, th- this uh, this garden patch. Um, what we're afraid of, I guess, is uh, we're afraid of a claim that they will get mixed up and they will nourish one from another and crossbreed. Says the Gemara, the Kim on the top of Peheyam and Aleph, the Kim the Chamisha Beshisa Layanki Meadadi, and the, I don't know, the Chacham knew they had a tradition. They knew that this matched up with the facts that five, well, for up to five different species in one patch of six by six will not, uh, up to six by six will not, it, 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 it will not grow one from another. Milsa. Where did the Chachamim really know this from? Where does the Pasuk say that you shall not uh, infringe on the border of your neighbor? It's talking about the Shvatim, the tribal, the areas of Eretz Yisrael, which are divided, that each Shevet got, each tribe got their area, and you weren't allowed to live in another tribe's area. Gvul the border shagavlerishaynim leisasig. 
that the border, which was originally this given out, you shall not encroach upon. So what do we see from this uh, Pasik? Um, so, okay, so that's, uh, we'll leave that for Josh, um, how we continue to learn out that each, each area was good for growing that crop and you couldn't move into the next area. And that will be the continuation of our Mishnah, which states that you cannot learn out um, more than, you cannot learn a, a plant more than five in a, more than, more than five in an area of minimum by six. But if I go too much further, Josh will not have much to say on Matzah Shabbos. All right. Thank you. Yeah, good Yantif. Good Yantif. Everybody should have a wonderful Yantif. Um, uh, there's a famous Vart. I'll, I'll give a Vart uh, from Rafa Rathman that he says over a story from the Avni Nezer. Uh, he, he says over a story from the Avni Nezer that the, um, there was one for Yid who was traveling to his Rebbe for, uh, he was traveling to his Rebbe to the Avni Nezer for, for, for Yamtif and he got still in Russia and he couldn't get to, I think, Romania, wherever the Avni Nezer was and he couldn't get to him and he's very depressed. He ended up in some town where there was barely any Judaism, and he was stuck there over over Yamtif and uh, over Shvuas. And after Yamtif, after Shvuas, he comes to the Avni Nezer and he tells the Avni Nezer, I, "I tried to come to be with you for Shvuas, but I couldn't get here." So the Avni Nezer said to him. The Avni Nezer said to him. So uh, what, what, what was your course like? He said it was pretty, uh, it was pretty miserable, actually. There was, uh, these people were all Cantonistin. All the people who lived in the town were Cantonists. They didn't, uh, they never had a Jewish education. At a young age, they were drafted for 25 years into the Tsar's army and then released. And this is the town where they settled. And it was a pretty uninspiring, uh, very little spirituality in Naishvuas. So the Avnei Nezer said, uh, you know, uh, did anybody say any different terror? Did you hear anything? The whole shvuas. So the, the Chassid said, yeah. Uh, we say Akdamas in the beginning of the Haftarah, shvuas morning. So right before Akdamas, before the Haftarah, the rabbi gave a speech. He gave a drasha. And he said, we say, by uh, where the Medrash says that by Hasinai, Harkigigas. We know R- Rashi brings it down that before the Eden said Nasav and Nishma, Hashem held up a mountain on top of them and told them, if you don't accept the if you accept the Torah, Mutav, good. If you don't accept the Torah, come to Hake for You will be by these mountains. And the Rav said, why does it say Sham Tehik Furasam? There will be your burial if you don't accept the Torah. It should have said Pai Tehik Furasam. Here will be your burial. Famous question. 
And the, 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 the Rav of the town, he said in answer, he said, by Hasina, you think they needed to be, except the Torah with a mountain hanging over their head. By Hasina, it was the greatest revelation of Hashem's power. They had just been taken out of Mitzrayim. Over there, everybody wanted to accept the Torah when you're standing by Hasina, together with Moshe Rabbeinu, together with uh, all the Kabbalists, and uh, with the whole Klal Yisrael, and they were cattle laden, laden with gold and silver that they got from Mitzrayim. By Hasina, they didn't need any threat, any, any mountain hanging over them. It was easy to say Nasa the Nishma. But Shomtek Burasim, you're going to be in Golis. It was already, Hashem knew that it was already going to be Golis one day, and it's going to be a very long and tough and difficult exile. And if you don't accept Nasa and Nishma, wasn't the acceptance of the Torah by Hasinai. Nasa and Nishma, the pledge to keep the Torah, was come what may, no matter what conditions the Agalas will throw at us. And if you're not willing to make that Kabbalah, to make it, to accept the Torah, Shamtek Rasam, somewhere out in Russia, somewhere out in America, somewhere thousands of years later, you will get buried if you're not ready to commit to the Torah here today by Hasinai. Now, Menezer said such a vart, it was worth it to be in that town over Yomtev to hear such a good vart. It was worth it just for that. <laughs>